Yo, 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 what is up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to So I Was Thinking Podcast. This is your boy, Flippity Flip, Flippe, uh, joined by my co-host, Flippity Flippity Flop Rowan. Flippity Flop Rowan over here, coming at you live. On, uh, hey, listen, if you're tuning in for the first time, you can find us on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, so I was thinking podcast.com, uh, and uh, the local bulletin board of your grocery store. So if you uh, if you need us, we're there. We're your friendly neighborhood podcast. There you go. Uh, listen, this week's episode, we are back at uh, Rabbit Hole Records. He won it back, guys. Chris won it back. Just kidding. The, the studio was under renovations. You can see we're in a brand new space. Uh, I like that coffee sign. Um, but truth be told, not only did was he renovating, but he did beat his grandma back at bingo. So <laughs> sorry, but Patrice. Take that, Grandma Swenson. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if you need to record uh, an album, Rabbit Hole Records. If you want to record a podcast, Rabbit Hole Records. And ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you this. In 1999, the city of Minneapolis held a beauty contest. Uh, Chris Swenson won best thighs, best calves, uh, and best overall personality. Uh, wow. Took first in, in beauty in the ladies' division somehow, too. <laughs> so... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Way to go, Chris. One of the be- most beautiful ladies I've ever seen. Uh, yeah, most most handsome lady, Minneapolis, <laughs> 1999. <laughs> Just adding to the legend. You should put this on your resume. Uh, <laughs> this week uh, we have another guest. Uh, no we way. are joined. Yeah, that's awesome. Who's yeah. our guest? I was about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> this week we are joined by our good friend Isaiah Dance. What is up, Isaiah? <laughs> Hi, my name is Isaiah Dance. Um, I look forward to talking to you guys today. Sweet. All right, before we begin, tell us three random facts about yourself. They could be truthful or made up. We won't. <laughs> we don't. We don't know. I have a freakish addiction to donuts. Um, I actually hate pizza since wow. I've been working at a pizza All right. store. Thanks for uh, tuning into this week's episode, guys. <laughs> no kidding. And I'm a boxer. And he's a boxer. That's Very real. You cool. can check him out on Instagram. He has tons of videos of Please him boxing. Um, so this is a really cool idea. This is a really cool episode. Uh, today, we are talking about a topic that is uh, both prevalent, uh, but not really kind of addressed, I feel like, a lot of times yeah. in, in where we're at. So um, we're talking about lukewarm Christians. Lukewarm Christians. Now, um, we get that terminology from uh, a, a, rev- a verse in Revelation where Jesus says, "If I would rather you be hot or cold, but because you're l- lukewarm, I will spit you out from my mouth." And Jesus is talking about Christians and our identity and how we relate to Him and our in our passion and our interest in in you know pursuing Him. Um, but we have a lot of people, I think, nowadays that are lukewarm and they don't even know it. Isaiah, what are your thoughts? Absolutely. Um, I think this is very important to speak on, especially just because from experience, I was one of those people. And as a lukewarm Christian, you're not 
when you're riding the fence between choosing the world and Jesus, you're not able to truly find the peace that your soul longs for. Mm. And the only person that can give you that peace is Jesus. But unfortunately, people think that you can choose the world and Jesus. That's real. So, yeah. yeah that's and a lot of people don't even understand or they don't even realize that they're doing that. So, yeah, that's needs really to be addressed. Good. I think for the most part, at least all of us on this podcast have found ourselves in that boat, right? Like we, mm -hmm. at least for Ron and I, we did an episode uh, over Christmas where we talked about our relationship with God growing up and how we just kind of grew up in church and did the thing and showed up because our parents made us. But then yeah, I feel like, as you're saying, we have to come to a place in our, our relationship with God where we choose him like for real, right? Yeah. Right. Um, and, and yeah, sometimes we try to get the best of both worlds and you, you really can't have it that way. Yeah, and I think it's important when talking about lukewarm Christian, lukewarm Christians, to define lukewarm Christians because yeah, um, and I think I just saw this the other day, and I think it's a great uh, perspective perspective to have, and it's uh, it's lazy people do the bare minimum and think that's enough, but successful people uh, do the most that they possibly can and still worry that they're being lazy. Mm. And I think that's, we can apply that to Jesus. Like, are you doing the bare minimum, uh, to be a Christian? Are you like not even reading your Bible, not even praying, like not even doing any of these things, but you still mm -hmm. walk around and say you're Christian or are you doing the right. maximum? And these are all things that Jesus says that we should want to do. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. So. Yeah. This isn't like a chore or anything. Like we, we yeah. need to desi desire a relationship with Jesus. So like we need to constantly, constantly be asking like, what more can I do? What more can I give? Yeah, am absolutely. I am I doing enough? But how would Isaiah? How would you define a lukewarm Christian? Um, especially people our age. Um, a lot of people are living that party lifestyle. Yeah. Me, me, myself, uh, I was really wrapped up in that. I would say just really just not prioritizing God when it comes down to it, you know? Um, for example, like this is just it's, it's a stupid example, but like let's say before you play video games, read your Bible for 10 minutes before. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because you're prioritizing God, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So I think it's just people brushing God off their shoulder until they need him, you know? Yeah, for sure. So, or even people just going through the motions, I feel like, right? Like, well, I think you brought this up recently, or at least I heard you say it, but like people people uh, say that they're Christian uh, because it's cool on your Instagram bio or because oh, yeah. it's something that like you, you just say that you are because it's, it's, it's your personality. Yeah, personality. Yeah, yeah that's, it might that's make you look it. a little better. Yeah. It's, when, a, it's a personality trait over a lifestyle. Mm. <laughs> getting hot early <laughs> by the way it's yeah it's 79 degrees today i've been waiting for this day for a very long time <laughs> <laughs> wisconsin's usually late till summer <laughs> and so i'm excited yeah it's pretty nice here but um yeah. yeah well no going back to that no christianity is not just a personality trait like following jesus is a, is a lifestyle it is it is self-sacrifice it is it is, you know, Jesus said, you know, if you if you want to follow me, pick up your cross and die to yourself. Mm -hmm. um, and some people are like, well, but I have a tattoo of a cross. Does that count? Or I wear like a cross on my necklace or whatever. And it's like that's it, it that's literal. But, you know, like you're if you're only doing the bare minimum, like we said, um, 
and it's not changing your life, then what's the point? Yeah. Um, so let me ask you this, Isaiah. Why is it important that we identify uh, lukewarm Christians? Like, what do, you, what do we... Why is it important that we address that and identify that in ourselves and in, in the people in groups around us? Well, one, I think there's, it's just happening so much, and it's happening to loved ones around us, like people we care about. And as Christians, we need to address and spit out the hard truth, even if it's a hard conversation. Absolutely. So, Do you feel like we get in trouble, though? I feel like in, in today's world, people are more uh, in tune with being comfortable than they are, like, being called out and, and like— uh, not not necessarily being called out for the sake of being called out, but being challenged. I feel like right. that that plays a role. Their in, comfort zone. Yeah. Just comfortable. Yeah. Absolutely, because I think, especially now, there's just such a message of self fulfillment in our culture. So, everywhere it's uh, live your truth, like uh, do whatever makes you feel comfortable. Um, and if people bring up stuff like, hey, maybe like this isn't healthy for you. Maybe have you tried, like, when's the last time you read your Bible? When's the last time you prayed? Like, like in trying to, w- when your friends try to, like, improve you by asking those more difficult questions or trying to challenge you, our culture today sees that as toxic. And so they're, they yeah. just say, like, get rid of No one wants to be preached that. Yeah, because no. if, someone, like. if someone's trying to challenge you, you see it. Uh, culture tells us that that's bad when like we should always be trying to improving yeah um uh so how would we how would we address i think because i think that there's two sides to this um i think there are people that know the difference and choose to be comfortable and i think that there are people that are comfortable but don't know how to you know like they they were never taught like yo there's more to this right so let's let's address those two groups so to the first group the people that like that they know the truth and they know they could be doing more but they're choosing to be comfortable like what would what's the conversation we should have with them i think it's definitely important to have a loving approach you know because i think a huge uh reason why a lot of people are against Christianity is just because people would forcefully preach mm. and that's definitely not the way to go. So I think that's important for sure to have, uh, at the end of the day, just to make sure they know it's out of love mm-hmm. that we inform them. Absolutely. I'm pretty sure I've said this a couple of times, but Jesus says that, uh, we'll know each other through our love. We'll know other Christians by the way that we love. And if you look at, like how God um, acts, God never forces his way of life on us. He always gives us the free will to choose him or choose the world. And so it's up to us to choose God. And choosing God is not just a one-time thing. It's an everyday decision. Yeah, It should influence every decision you make. Um, and going off of that, when you say God wants us to choose him, that makes it real love, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. That makes it a real relationship because it's not real love if God were to just force us to do as well. Yeah. Like, what's the point of love if you're in complete control? That's a lyric from a song I really like. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's good. What do you think, Felipe? What's the conversation? Um, I think, I think uh, you know, like for that group where there are people that 
that choose to be comfortable um because there are i you know like for that other group there are people that don't know that are living comfortably because nobody's ever had that talk with them but i i feel like there are people that say um you know like you know what this is this is like i i had i had this thought so like, like let me go back for a second so like I grew up in church, right? Mm -hmm. And um, until I was about 13 or 14, I had never met people my age that were actually like choosing to follow Jesus um, that were my age. And mm -hmm. then I met my friends and my friends were like on fire for God, the complete opposite of lukewarm, right? Like they were, they were praying, like they had a real prayer life, like they knew their Bible, like they were, they were uh, actively trying to be like Jesus. And so that was like encouraging and refreshing. But me, on the other hand, I'm like, bro, what are you doing? Like, you're only supposed to do that when you're an adult. Like that's like being a, that type of Christian is for when you're older and you're not, you know, like you're not a kid anymore. Hmm. Um, and I feel like there are a lot of people that are like putting off their relationship. Like, and, and like me at 14 years old, I used to read my Bible. Like my dad is a pastor. My dad had been doing seminary most of his life. So I would sit and I would have like debates with him and whatever. So like I knew the word and I knew what was expected of me. And I knew, you know, what a mature relationship with Jesus looked like. But I just thought like when I hit 30, that's when I could do that, you know, or that's when I would do that. Like I was just going to live my life and I was still going to go to church and I was still going to do the, the bare minimum. And then I could like, you know, pay for a full membership you know, when I got older, you know, I was going to ride the free trial and make as many fake emails as I had to like Amazon prime and then pay for the full thing when I'm 30 and I'm more responsible, you know? Yeah. But, um, that's, that's just, a, that's just like a, a cop out, you know, that's just a, a bad way of looking at it. And so, um, I was in that boat. I knew what was expected of me, but it was too hard and it was too, um, at the time, not worth the sacrifice. Uh, and then I met people that were actually on fire for God and they looked at me like I was weird, yeah. right? Like they looked at me, they're like, bro, you know, the Bible, you know what it says, you know, what's expected of you. What are you doing? You know? Yeah. And so eventually because of the people around me, I changed and, and it was like, man, I actually want to follow Jesus with all my life, man. I actually want to give up some of my comfort, man. I actually want to pick up my cross and follow him every single day because I had people in my life that looked at me like I was weird when I was the one willing to settle. Yeah. Um, and they never judged me for it. They never, you know, like, you know, even then they never said anything about it, but it was more so that like their life was infectious their their passion was infectious their relationship with jesus was attractive and so it was like man if they know jesus like that i want to know jesus like that if i don't have to wait until i'm 30 to know jesus like that i'm not gonna wait until i'm 30 mm -hmm. um you know and i feel like that's i think when we model you know like the the relationship with jesus and that it's not weird Right. Like when we model the relationship with Jesus as like, you know, I can wait on this. I can I can sacrifice this. I can pick up my cross here. I can hold my tongue here. I can love my neighbor here. I can, you know, do all of these things and, and actually live like Jesus. Then it becomes attractive. Then then it's like you're not you're not necessarily telling other people that they're weird by not doing the same thing. But like they they become uncomfortable to the point where they have to make a choice. And it's like, all right, like, am I, you know, am I going to am I going to settle for what I'm doing right now? Or do I actually want to pursue Jesus? Because 
it's real. You know, I think a real relationship with Jesus is is contagious and it's attractive and, and people would much rather want that than, you know, like if you if you surround yourself in a group with people that are settling Mm. just like you then you won't know any better but if you have even one person in your group that's like i don't know what you guys are doing but i i i live wholeheartedly for jesus i'm doing everything that i can to follow him i'm you know and and it's a real relationship like a growing relationship then that's contagious yeah. i think absolutely. absolutely you definitely uh your friends will show what your future looks like for sure mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And going back to what you were saying, I think people are too, they take advantage of how gracious God is, you know, like, obviously, we're not perfect. Even if we do have a great relationship with Jesus, we're going to mess up on the daily, you know, and God forgives us of that. But people take advantage of that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's called cheap grace. We did an episode about it. But I love, (laughs) I love the, um, like, you only grow as big as your environment allows you to Mm. so when you keep yourself in a confined environment of immaturity you're never going to grow or you're never going to grow out of it you're going to stay immature but when you put yourself in an environment of maturity going out and like doing hard things surrounding yourself with good people who challenge you and who challenge you to be more mature and challenge you to grow then that's where you're going to see real growth you're not going to see growth with the like Pretty much dead end friends, almost. Mm. Coming after some of y'all. <laughs> but, but home today. Yeah, but that's real though, because I think we, if we're, if our, if our goal is growth, and I think we constantly need to be evaluating where we're at, right? Like if we're, mm-hmm. if we're trying not to constantly, live as yeah, new, war- lukewarm Christians, then you need to constantly be evaluating where you're at. Like I had a phone call with my friends this week where. You know, we went, you know, it was on FaceTime and we went around one at a time, like, where are you at? What are you growing towards? What What are your next goals? Like all this stuff. And then we ended the conversation. We each know where we're at. We know where we're to, ho- where to hold each other accountable and we know how to pray for each other. Right. So like next time we get on a FaceTime or next time we like we can follow up like, yo, is this where you're headed? Like how to how have things progressed since the last time we talked? Um, and that's constant evaluation. And, and those are my best friends. But if you if you if if you get on a phone call with your best friends and no one's looking at you saying you look exactly the same as the last time we talked, why is that? And not in a bad way, you know. Like obviously, if you see your friends all the time, not not a lot changes, you know, from one week to the next. That's not what I mean. But like Rowan, from when I met him, you know, like however long ago, <laughs> I was not going to try to do math. He's a totally different person, you know, like he's mm-hmm. grown and matured and I can look at him and I, I can say that, but like if every week he's still, you know, he's about to be 16 or when this episode comes out, he's 16. But like, if he still acted like a 13 year old, it's like, come on now, how have you been the same age for three years? How have you been in the same mentality for three years? You know, like that's, yeah. and you have people that are 20 something year old that are still 16. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not just in their faith either. Let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think I put my two weeks in? <laughs> uh, I, I want to bring up like complacency in all of this because I think that's mostly where this lukewarm Christians kind of this whole thing stems. This is where these lukewarm Christians come from because they want um, all of the worldly pleasures from um, well, the world but they don't know what Jesus has to offer, right? So they want the best of both worlds. And I think 
it's important to understand what Jesus has to offer and why it's better than anything the world could give you and any satisfaction that the world could give you. Mm-hmm. So, Isaiah, I guess. So why what do you why do you think um, what Jesus has to offer is better than the world? Why like what should we tell lukewarm Christians? Yeah, so that's a that's a great question. So uh, Jesus offers peace right like god create us to have a relationship with him so when we have that relationship that's broken that's sin and that's um that separation from god is going against what we were created for so when you when you connect with god when you connect with jesus it's doing what god created you to do so it brings peace because jesus never promises happiness he says we're going to be persecuted he says that people will hate us just like they hated him what he does offer, though, is peace, peace in our hearts, mm. peace in our relationships. And I think that is what's important because I think what we're chasing for is happiness. And that's why we're Christians, because we're like, oh, God will take away all of my hardships. God will take away this and that. God doesn't say that. God says he's going to add more. He's not going to. There's a verse. Um, I forget. I'm not going to remember which one, but it basically says God will never uh put more than you can handle on you and whenever whenever he's uh putting you through something he'll always give you a way out so god god isn't gonna kill you right but he is gonna challenge you and he's gonna um he's gonna sculpt you into becoming more like jesus and that's gonna be hard like you don't go to the gym and just kind of sit down and just like spend time in the gym but not doing anything and expect to get results right you have to you have to work out you have to break a sweat you got to blood sweat and tears right and so it's through that that you get the results and you get that peace that jesus offers Mm -hmm. and what jesus offers is eternal and won't ever go away and then everything Mm -hmm. that the world offers is temporary yep living water (laughs) that's real though um another thing that stood out to me is that when i just think that lukewarm christians ultimately trust their own knowledge over god's Oh, absolutely. And that's what made me think of Proverbs uh, 3, 5 through 6. And it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean in your own understandings. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your path. So even going back to what Rowan said, like God's never, you're not, God's never going to put you through something that you're not built for, you know? Mm -hmm. So if you're going through a lot, then honestly, like that's kind of God kind of letting you know that, he has high expectations. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're going through a lot, some people see that as a sign of God not being with them. Mm-hmm. Right. And so like you get into this, you get into this um, mindset uh, of, of, oh no, hard things are happening. Oh no, bad things are happening. Oh no, whatever. And I think it's in those moments that God is closer than we think. Um, but in those moments we, you know, like Rowan said, we we think that Jesus promises happiness. Um, uh, one of my favorite quotes I've ever seen and heard is uh, Jesus Jesus and the Holy Spirit, they don't promise us happiness. They promise us joy. And joy doesn't mean that life is good. Joy means that God is good, mm. you know? Uh, mm-hmm. So life might not be good, but I can have joy in the Lord because he is good. Um and and so like if he's if he if he doesn't change and he is always good then you know like no matter my circumstances no matter whatever i can i can trust in him and i can believe in him and i can keep following after him but i think when you're lukewarm or when you're testing the waters or when 
you know, like you're trying to, um, you're trying to grow in your relationship with him and things get tough. People shrink away and they pull back because it's like, nah, this is too hard. You know, like, um, and, and I don't think it's just, I don't think it's just our friends that challenge us to grow either. I think it's the Holy Spirit, right? Like the Holy Spirit asks a lot of us and the Holy Spirit will use our friends and our pastors and our leaders and teachers and whatever to, to challenge us and shape us. But like how many people like, like have, have issues with anger and traffic, you know, like how many people are impatient, you know, how many people, you know, like, um, are, are stuck in immaturity. How many people lie? How many people steal? How many people are lazy? Like those are all things that the Holy spirit is trying to work out of us so that we look more like Jesus. Uh, and then you think like the minute somebody challenges you, the minute somebody brings up like, bro, you're being really lazy right now, or bro, maybe you should stop cursing at people in traffic or, yo, maybe you should stop listening to this music so that, you know, like, or maybe you should stop talking like that so that you look more like Jesus. Like people are like, uh, uh, mm -mm. you're trying to change me too much. You're trying to do too much, blah, blah, blah. I gotta be myself. You don't like me for who I am. Yeah. You don't like me for who I am. And it's like, uh, you know, it it goes back to that. No one wants to be preached at or no one wants to be told that they're wrong at the end of the day. Yeah. It's just when you follow Jesus, there's an extreme amount of humbling yeah. that you you really need to humble yourself. That's real. Because so. it's humbling because you have to admit that you're wrong. You have to admit yeah. that you're a sinner. But, I just saw this video of this guy going around asking, like, just like talking or preaching on the street. And he goes up to this guy and he goes, have you ever lied? And the guy's like, yeah. And he goes, uh, he's like, all right, what do you call like somebody who lies and a lie. The guy goes, a lie. And then the guy goes, have you ever stolen something? So he's like, yeah. He goes, okay, so you're a thief. And then he goes on. And so basically, basically he, this, he gets this guy to end up saying like, oh, so you're a lying, thieving, blasphemous. Like, and he goes down all the 10 commandments and this guy's just like standing there. And he goes, once you get to heaven, do you think like heaven or hell? And the, guy being questions like hell and they're like how does that make you feel and the guy's like a little scared and he it's the my point is like we've all lied before we've all like taken we've all taken something as small as it might have been that wasn't ours we've all disrespected our mom and dad we've all been angry at somebody and god says if you're angry at somebody you've already committed murder in your heart so we're already God sees murderers. us as murderers. Yep. So we're lying, lying, thieving, blasphemous murderers, and yet Jesus still loves us. That's the amazing thing about grace, and that's the humbling part, is that you have to accept the fact that you're a lying, thieving, murderous blasphemer. Yeah. And all those things. Mm-hmm. Like, you deserve nothing, and yet God gives you his son. Mm-hmm. Jesus gives his everything to you. And I think that's what's humbling about it, is that, like acknowledging that i don't deserve anything yeah and i think that's what people because people still think despite like they can be like oh yeah nobody's perfect but they still think that their good works are enough and Mm -hmm. it's like no i saw this thing too it said it's like no you can't earn your way to heaven at all there's no there's not one single act that you can do that will earn your ticket to heaven Mm -hmm. yeah because we've all sinned and everybody uh, the wages of sin or death is death, so we all deserve death, and yet Jesus's grace and love has saved us. All we have to do is acknowledge and follow Him. Yep. Um, 
now that we talked about the first group of people, the people that are willfully ignorant and, you know, they know the higher calling, but they choose to settle. Um, what advice do we have for people that don't know that there is a higher calling that there is? And so they're being complacent, but they have no idea. What advice will we give to them? Um, one of my favorite pastors, I don't know if you guys have heard of him. His name is Michael Todd. And um, he did a series that was called Anchored. And it was like keeping God the anchor of your life, right? And he was doing something. He was talking about lukewarm Christians. And he said that you can't have an anchor if you're in shallow water you know so mm. like you there's no that there, like back to what we were saying there's no growth at all you can't expect your situation to get any better mm -hmm. i think i think my advice would just be like go out and try to like challenge yourself like challenge your beliefs almost so like if you're whether you're an atheist or christians be hypercritical of everything like don't just be don't just say, oh, I'm a Christian because my parents are Christian, because that's not the way that it's supposed to be, right? Like, challenge what you think. Mm -hmm. God never says blindly follow him. Yep. Like, As a matter of fact, Jesus says count the cost. Yeah. Like, look into it. We're not telling you to just, like, blindly follow. Like, look into it. Make these judgments for yourself and find the evidence and make your decision based on that objectively. Yeah. I think um, I think when we read through Paul's letters, he's he's constantly encouraging people to kind of like what Rowan said is test your faith, um, you know, and uh, I think the, the best thing uh, somebody that doesn't know uh, and wants to grow is you should you should find a group uh, of people that are willing to love you and challenge you and push you. Um, into deeper waters. Like you said, you know, you can't throw an anchor down in shallow water. Um, mm -hmm. And, and here's, here's the thing is in deeper water, there are bigger storms. Mm. In deeper water, uh, there are more challenges. In deeper water, you have to navigate a lot more. Um, if you think about like people sailing, you know, like the farther you go from shore, the more you rely on something else to keep you centered, to keep you on course. I'm about to That's go into good. an analogy that I didn't even know I had in my pocket, <laughs> but here we go. If you're, if you're on a ship and it's, you know, like if you think before we had GPS and before we had the people followed the stars and people, you know, charted maps, but you needed somebody skillful on board that knew how to read the stars to keep you guided on, on where you were trying to go. Because, you know, like, um, what is it like um, if you head from like California and your your goal is like Australia or whatever, if at any one point like you turn one degree off and that ship goes even a little bit off track, you'll end up in like Japan or Russia, mm -hmm. you know, like over the course of that long journey. Yeah. yeah. And if you try and if and, and here's the thing, you need to find people that are good crewmates. But you also need to remember that Jesus is not letting you go on this journey alone. Yeah. Right. Like the thing is, the as you go out into further waters, he's always there with you. Mm. He's always there with you. He's guiding you and he's guiding you home in a sense. He's guiding you toward himself. The, the thing about, uh, you know, like not knowing that there are deeper waters, not knowing that there's a higher calling is that Jesus is sitting there just waiting for you to realize I've been here all along, mm -hmm. you know. And and on this journey of growth, on this journey of looking more like him, um, you know, like you will get off track. 
You know, like there are going to be moments where you slip up and you still curse at somebody while you're driving. There are going to be moments while you still get impatient. There are going to be moments where you mess up. The problem, you know, like the problem is like we, we live in a society where people mess up and give up, but that's not Jesus. Jesus finds people that mess up and they look and he looks at them and goes, all right, let's go again. Here we go. Keep moving. You know, um, Paul talks about constantly subduing himself and, and uh, you know, like making his body and, and his uh, a slave so that he can keep following Jesus well. You know, like it's mm-hmm. a constant process, you know, like but the goal is to not be the same that you were 10 years ago. The goal is to not be the same than you were five years ago. The goal is that today I look more like Jesus than I did yesterday. The goal is, you know, today I, I love better than I did last week. Today I, I give more than I did last month. Today I, I love more than I did last year because Jesus is working in my life and he's not leaving you alone on this journey. So as you head out into deeper waters, as you trust more in Jesus, as you pick up your Bible and start reading more, as you start praying more, as you invest into, you know, buying different books and listening to different preachers and pastors and whatever, and learning more about your faith and solidifying your faith. Um, you know, like there's, there's a lot to be said about, you know, like remembering that Jesus is along the way with you. It's the promise of the Holy Spirit. Man, that's really good. Good analogy. Thank you. Did you just come up with that one? I just came <laughs> up with that one. <laughs> that was nice. Good improv. You know me. Improv city over here. Michael Scott over here. <laughs> <laughs> um, lukewarm Christians. Um, and honestly, like... This this episode isn't meant to like call people out just for the sake of calling people out. To call people up, mm. um, I like that. Mm. One of one of the biggest things I think I I told Rowan and that I've realized in my life is, um, oh shoot, I had it, and then like the minute I started <sighs> talking, brain fart. I hate when that happens. Hey, you at, you at least had that one good analogy. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah, that's what that is. <laughs> I ran out. <laughs> Um, God juice is all out. Uh, but it's, um, dang it. Say something. Analogy. (laughs) Calling people out versus calling people up. Uh, journey. Uh, I I had it. You go ahead. You go ahead. I I think a lot of lukewarm Christians are kind of almost afraid to step up their game because they it's 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 unclear the future you know Mm -hmm. it's it's very sometimes it can be very hard to trust jesus because it's a long process to where you know you can look back finally to where you can look back and you can see oh you know you were just grooming me for this or you were just preparing me so i'm more mature now you know Mm -hmm. and sometimes it takes a long time to be able to look back on a situation and see it the way god was trying to build you up yeah um i i don't think i think people are worried about like how they start and i think i don't think it's how you start it's that you start Mm. you know so yeah i like um i like that and i want to use the analogy of the gym again because when you go in the gym and you bench that one time you feel like oh i'm gonna wake up tomorrow morning i'm gonna have a six-pack like massive packs like i'm just gonna be like arnold schwarzenegger like 
super jacked and then you wake up and that's not what it is what it is at all like and it's the same thing like you don't just read your bible once and you're what's it billy graham right you it's like an everyday thing yeah so if you want to if you want to look fit you have to go to the gym every single day you have to fully commit if you want to be a good christian if you don't want to be a lukewarm christian you have to commit you have to read your bible pray like surround yourself in the word be in that environment every single day i think yeah that's real um still don't remember what i was gonna say <laughs> <laughs> i spent this whole time i was listening <laughs> to both of you but i have no idea what i was gonna say but i mean that's true right like it takes commitment um and uh this is this is another uh contributing factor i think people think that if they choose jesus they miss out on other things mm-hmm. right like it's it's fomo that's why people don't is people yeah. don't commit is like oh but if i if i choose jesus then i can't go out and party if i choose jesus then i can't go and sleep around if i choose jesus then i have to control my tongue if i choose jesus then i can't make you know i sh- or i shouldn't make those jokes anymore or so, you know if i choose jesus then i have to give this up and i think you're right i think it's understanding what jesus has to offer mm-hmm. right um you know uh you know you get into you get into a life without jesus and is it possible to have good things in a life without jesus i think so you know like i think god is good and ultimately his goodness uh because of the cross is 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 evident in this life right that's why we have people that are you know incredibly wealthy and and don't know jesus we have people that are in really good marriages and don't know jesus right like there's evidence of the goodness of god in in our world but there's also evidence of emptiness without it there's also evidence of emptiness without him in the world around us you know like in and so jesus offers us life and life to the fullest um and and that's that's such a, a a crazy thing to think about because even in saying that sentence the first thing i think of is jesus says you know like the the devil came to lie steal kill and destroy but i came that you would have life and life in abundance or life to the fullest or however your translation reads it as john chapter 10 um and and you think life to the fullest, but then, you know, like you follow Jesus and somebody you really care about dies or somebody you really care about gets cancer and somebody you really care about, you know, insert bad thing here or your life, you're living life to the fullest with Jesus and bad thing happens here. And you think, man, why, why would I follow Jesus anyway? Look at mm-hmm. this terrible thing that happened. And again, it's not joy is not life is good it's god is good um and ultimately like that is that is where you re- that's where you that's where you anchor your hope right that's why um the author of hebrews says that our jesus is the anchor of our hope is is because like he's immovable he's constant he's steady he's yeah. not he doesn't you know get thrown off by the things that happen in our lives and he offers peace who said it at the beginning of the episode yeah he offers us peace you know um and he offers his life and life to the fullest and eternal life it doesn't end here yeah yeah it's crazy to think that like 
we're just at still just at the beginning stages of everything really like long term Mm -hmm. yeah it's hard to comprehend like eternity so uh to wrap it all up uh any closing thoughts isaiah um let's see uh i think people are lukewarm christians need to uh, need to take advantage of the power of prayer for sure Mm -hmm. and just having that conversation with god and feeling like you can talk to him whenever you know a lot of people feel like like myself included sometimes like when you mess up you feel like dang like i don't even know if i deserve to talk to god right now you know like what what would i even say you know yeah and it's just you need to take advantage of the power of prayer and know that the holy spirit is with you everywhere yeah that's good that's good me closing thoughts yeah what do you think um i think i think uh I think making the decision to go all in is one of the most important decisions that you can in make in your life. Um, I did this analogy with, with, uh, actually with Rowan in a message at youth once where, you know, like some people just want like, you know, like have you ever been to a water park with somebody that doesn't want to get wet, you know, like and yeah. it's stupid, <laughs> it's silly, you know, like, and so like, but you settle for like barely anything. Uh, and you settle for like, and, and God is so much better than the little bit that you experience when you only go to church on Sunday. God is so much better than the little experience that you get if you go to youth or if you go to a Bible study. Like when you commit to living like Jesus, when you commit to that relationship with Jesus all the way, then you get to really enjoy the water park. Then you'll go down like the deepest slide into like the deepest pool and you'll get all, you know, You'll get covered. You'll you get wet like crazy, you know, like, but <laughs> right. that is the best part of the water park is that you're on the ride, right? Like you're, you're there for the ride. You're going down the toilet bowl and falling into that pool of water. You're going down the like craziest slides and the biggest rides because you've committed all the way. Yeah. You know, like I had to use a water park because I don't like roller coasters. So I wouldn't say amusement park because I'm not, I'm not committing to that, but like, you know, like that, that relationship with Jesus, if you only, you know, like me, if I go to an amusement park, I'm only getting on the lines and holding people's stuff unless there's a water ride because I don't like heights and I don't trust those things to like hold me up there and not drop me, you know, but like yeah. a water park, reckless abandon. I'll go on anything. I don't care how tall it is. I mean, at this, sometimes I do, um, you know, but I don't even think mm-hmm. twice, but I'm not going to sit there on a line and watch everybody else have fun at a water park and just like walk next to a little thing and like get splashed with water. Like I want to go all in, you know? And so um, the water park is so much better when you go all in and following Jesus is so much better when you go all in. That's good. Yeah. I like that. You're, You're good with analogies, man. Bro. <laughs> just an analogy machine over here. For real. Put them hey. out on fire. <laughs> You know, what can I say? I like to stay humble, so don't talk too much. <laughs> How good am I with analogies? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, Your closing I guess, thoughts? I guess my closing thoughts is just uh, be be able to look at yourself and improve, right? Because a lot of the times that's the toughest part, to be able to kind of regulate yourself, right? Because we can rely on or we can wait on God to 
tell us like what's wrong or we can wait for our friends to tell us what's wrong but it really has to become your decision to be like okay what do i need to change about myself and that takes we were talking about it before but like that takes humility to be able to look at yourself and be critical yeah and i think that's important because a lot of people don't like to do that yeah so yeah thank you for listening (laughs) very we're in your homes today for real yeah yeah it was awesome having you yeah Yeah. i really i really love what you guys are doing i have to wish the best of luck to you guys and nothing but success and blessings so yeah thank you you wanna you wanna plug your instagram tiktok all those yeah absolutely uh you can follow me uh on instagram it's underscore king zay too yep Cool. You'll you'll know my name soon. <laughs> yeah. And you heard him here fo- first, so that when he when his boxing career blows up, he was on our podcast. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and we'll we'll put his uh, Instagram and stuff in the uh, description of this video if you're listening. Awesome. Yeah, and we'll tag him on our Instagram when ep- episode comes out. That too. All those things. Well, thanks for tuning in, everybody. This has been So I'll Sink Your Podcast. Isaiah, once again. Thanks for joining us. If Thank you, you for having me. Yeah, of course. Anytime. We should do this again. I like this conversation. Yeah. Um, if you uh, are tuning in for the first time, you can uh, find us on Instagram at So I Was Thinking Podcast. Is there more to that? <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. We're on Facebook. We're on LinkedIn. Uh, we're not on LinkedIn. Uh, we have So I Was Thinking Podcast. So many times that I've started <laughs> to wonder if we're actually on like LinkedIn. Uh, we're on Christian Mingle. Uh, <laughs> Data. Uh, that's huh? yeah. <laughs> um, uh, you can you can support this podcast by going to our uh, website and hitting Become a Supporter. Uh, that'll help us keep making cool content like this we're also about to start working on some behind the scenes stuff that you only see if you become a supporter so take that uh actually first of all let's do this shout out our supporters because we have two monthly supporters that are shout out them that yeah shout out bruno and fernando because you guys are you know the mvps right now we have yep we have chris bruno and fernando as our biggest supporters right now and my mom uh, and Rowan's mom too, <laughs> but uh, shout out my mom. <laughs> uh, what else was I saying? You can also buy some merch. We haven't plugged that in a while. We also haven't Ooh, worn yeah. it in a while. We we should get like summer tanks. Yeah, I don't think I have nice. any summer merch. We don't have any summer merch, but we will when this episode well, comes out. Well, we out. do have summer merch. We have T-shirts, but I don't. Yeah, but we like I don't tank own tops. any <laughs> tank tops, uh, shorts. So I was thinking uh, Underwear Floaties Socks Flip flops Slides So I was thinking slides Ooh, We're cutting out our Crocs. Crocs People like the Crocs Wheelies Wheelies yeah. Skechers light up So I was thinking <laughs> Skechers co- collab Coming soon <laughs> I don't know why I did this Shut, Wakanda shut, forever Shout, shout out, out Marvel Shout out Skechers <laughs> Shout out Chadwick Boseman R.I.P. though Okay. <laughs> I did this. So, all right. Oh. <laughs> cool. All right. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll see you next time.